Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new episode here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via the contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh Uh-uh, don't touch that dial. There's excitement galore coming up in the next hour when you'll hear the police commissioner of Midland City tell his secretary... Uh, I've got to leave the office for a second. I'm back. During another exciting episode of Chicken Man... He's everywhere! He's everywhere! The most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. It's Thursday, and that means we open the door and enter the inner sanctum. This episode originally aired on October 9th, 1945, and it's called Death by Scripture. and Lipton Soup presents Inner Sanctum Mysteries. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. This is your host to welcome you in through the squeaking door to another half hour of horror. Come in, won't you? Sit down. I hope you'll forgive me if I don't get up, but I'm terribly tired. I spent last night with a friend who's a book collector, specializes in bestsellers. He certainly showed me some interesting ones. In fact, he tried to bury me in one. Because all the very bestsellers have corpses in them. <laughs> Why, that's downright silly. Most sellers do not have bodies in them. But of course they have, Mary. You know the old saying, even the walls have ears. Hmm? <laughs> you certainly don't make a house sound homey at all. Why don't you talk about the kitchen with its good, warm smells of homemade food? Yes, and while you're at it, you should mention Lipton tea, because Lipton's makes good food taste better. If you're willing to gamble with your peace of mind, put out the lights and listen to Death by Scripture. <laughs> It's an original radio play by that old gravedigger, Robert Newman. Yes, and our star tonight is Stefan Schnabel, who plays the role of Stefan. 
The place is China. Somewhere near the outskirts of Shanghai. A man-made wasteland ravaged and devastated by war. Driving through an abandoned village on his way to a camp for displaced persons is Major Roger Mason. Suddenly, the glare of his headlights picks out a strange, wild-eyed figure who stares and scuttles into the shelter of an alley. Mason hesitates for only a moment, then stops his feet. Hello there. Come back here for a minute, will you? Hello. Okay, if you want to make a game out of it. This alley somewhere. Oh, there you are. Please. Please, please. I mean no harm. Easy, uh, easy. Now, no one's going to hurt you. Certainly not me. I'm an American on my way to Camp 14. Camp 14? The camp of refugees. The place person. I know. I was there. I thought so. How was it they let you leave? They did not let me. I... I ran away. Oh? Why? Because to stay would have meant death. To me, it would be a lot more dangerous to go wandering around here. Who's I take you back there with? No. No, no, please. There's nothing to be afraid of. You think not? Very well. What can man do against fate? I tried. You're a witness that I tried. But I warn you, if I go back, it will mean death. Not just for me, but for others. Many others. Yes. I'm Major Mason. I... Major Mason. I'm very happy to meet you. Welcome to Camp 14. I'm very glad to meet you, too. I've heard a great deal about you. The job you've been doing here. Oh, Dad. There was not much I could do when we were all prisoners. But now that we have been freed and are beginning to get food and medical supplies, it is almost like a holiday. May I present Miss Mia Singh, who has been assisting me? Major Mason? Miss Singh? I brought someone here with me, someone I picked up on the road and safe on. I did not want to come back. He made me. Well, then it does come from the camp here? Yes, of course. A curious case. We have never been able to discover his last name or even his nationality. We have many kinds here, you know. White Russians, Koreans, Siamese, Burmese. Stefan, why did you do it? Why did you run away? Because I, I was afraid. Because of this. Another one. That same paper. What is it? We found about a dozen of them scattered around the camp this afternoon. But read it. You have not escaped. There is no escape. Do you recognize this symbol here? Japanese back dragon society. It says there is no escape. That is true. I tried to escape and what happened? He brought me back. Our benefactor. Our savior. I told you there was nothing to be afraid of, Stephen. Afraid? Is death something to be feared? It is the one escape they cannot take from us. Death to sleep, to rest, mm. to rest. They're in a pretty bad state. Couldn't you put them up in the administration building? Mm. That might be exactly what they want. Uh, what do you mean? It is not like the Black Dragon Society to warn someone they mean to kill. But suppose they don't know exactly who they do want. Wouldn't they do what they seem to have done? Make a general threat? And see who showed fear? Who did run away? The war is over, Cornell. 
The nature is right, Doctor. Are we still living in the past? And we do have a room here where we can put Stefan. The one down the hall. Very well. But remember, I warned you. I, too, think it will mean death. Stefan. Stefan. The door is not locked, lady. Come in. I didn't know whether I'd be disturbing you. Whether you were asleep. Sleep? I never sleep. Never. You're feeling better, though, aren't you? Safer? It is at least quiet. A man can think. I was lying here... Trying to remember. Trying to remember what? If I knew, I would know everything. But I don't know. There is much that I can remember. Such as what, Stephen? The first one. The greatest one. Many lifetimes ago. The garden with a wall around it. The torchlight bright on their breastplates and helmets. And his face. Then the hill... The place of skulls. The earth shaking. Stop it, Stefan. Whatever it is you're talking about, it's horrible. Horrible, yes. But true. Those I can remember. I can't ever forget. But what I can't remember is now who I am, what I must do, and why. It will be horrible, too. As bad as the others, but I... Stephen, you're a sick man. You've got to rest. You've got to stop thinking, brooding. I'm going to get you something, some medicine. That'll help you to sleep. Then when you're strong again, we'll take you away from here. Sleep? I told you I don't sleep. I cannot sleep. No? We'll see about that. I'll be back in a few minutes. Sleep. He does not believe that it is not for me. Not even the final one, which is dreamless. Impossible. 
will believe it. He's still alive. The last one. The doubtful throw. Even holds out for a couple of hours. I believe anything. How is it, Mia? I don't believe it, Mother. But he's better. His pulse is still strong and there are no signs of shock. I'll stay with him for a while. You go get some food. No, I, I'm all right. I'd like to stay until we are sure that... Uh, Major, look. He's coming to me. No. Don't make me come back. Don't make me do it again. Don't. Hello, Stephanie. I see you. What? Oh, yes. The American. Why are you looking at me like that? Because you have no right to be alive now. And you wouldn't be. If it were not for him. I never have any right to be alive. But I am. I won't die. I told you I wouldn't. I couldn't. Until I do what I have to do. And what's that? He's coming to me. Slowly. I'm beginning to remember. I do not see it all yet. But I know what it will mean. Vultures and blood. Coffins and death. Well, now we're starting to get somewhere. But I wish our friend with a bad memory would stop talking about what he has to do and do it. Here we are halfway through our story with only one shooting and no corpses. Things don't pick up. I'm going to get in there myself and show them how to pour gore. My goodness, aren't you ever satisfied? I've had the creeps ever since this story started. I just refuse to think about what's going to happen next. Well, as the doctor said, as he sold himself up, shoot yourself. <laughs> what an awful pun. Brr. Why, Mary, did you say brisk? <laughs> I did not say brisk, and I'll thank you not to make fun of that word, because it's a mighty important word in the language of tea experts. Yes, brisk. B-R-I-S-K is the word they use to describe the flavor of Lipton tea. It is the next evening, about ten o'clock at night. The dust-laden wind still wails around the lonely camp. And the refugees from many nations sit huddled in their rooms. Stefan, his face gaunt and drawn, is sitting propped up in bed in the administration building. Are you sure you feel well enough to talk, Stefan? There is pain, but that does not matter. What is it you wish to know, Major? You were shot, Stefan. You know that. Did you see who it was that shot you? Yes, I saw. But that is not important. Does not matter. What do you mean? It does not matter. Just that, Doctor. You see, much has come back to me. Not who I am, but what I must do. And I know now that I have nothing more to fear. That I was shot by a mistake. Mistake? What the doctor said last night about the Black Dragon Society was quite true. There are 
Two men here in the camp for whom the Japanese have been searching for years. Men who have been leading the resistance movement in their own countries. Even now, the Black Dragon Society feels that those two men must die. Do you know who they are? Yes. Do not mention their names. Do not even see them. You know who they are, don't you, Mia? One of them is your own father, Ram Singh. And the other is Pao Tung. Is that true? Yes. It is true. Then I think we ought to go see them at once. Make provisions to get them away from here. That, then, is the situation, gentlemen. And I should like to have you escorted to Shanghai as soon as possible. You are very kind, Major. We felt that our best protection lay in anonymity. We may have been wrong. As for the danger, even though Japan has been beaten... Not all the members of the Black Dragon, nor their agents, have been rounded up. So... Nonsense, Ram Singh. You always were too cautious. The Major is right. We should have declared ourselves, returned to our countries at once. I, for one, will be happy to do so now. Good. There are a few things in my room I would like to get first. It will not take but a moment. I will meet you back here. Fine. You still look worried, Carter. Do I... Perhaps I am. After all these years, waiting, working, suffering, to be so close to what I waited and worked for. But what is there to be afraid of? The Major has promised you protection. I know, and I'm profoundly grateful. But I keep wondering how stiff on you. What was that? Out in the compound, and it sounded like Altung. Stay here, both. No, wait, I'm coming with you. Father, you stay here. Lock this door and do not let in anyone unless you know who it is. Major Mason! Major Mason, where are you? Over here. Last the dust is so thick. Who's that? Gone off. You heard it too? Yes. Sounds as if it came from. There he is. Powerful. Yes. Dead. Sorry. Throat cut from ear to ear. No. No, he. He just left us. He was only gone a minute. That minute was all somebody needed. Who is it? Dr. Kornov, Ramsey. Major Mason asked me to take you out to the administration building. Oh, uh, just a second. That, that scheme out in the compound, uh, was it? Yes. Well done. And, uh, and what he... Yes. Killed. That is why the Major wanted me to come and get you. To put you somewhere where you would be safe. You are ready? Yes. For how long to have lived through so much. Waited for so long. Is it known who did it? No. Not yet. But they are closing the gates. Whoever it was, we'll find it difficult to get away. Will they? I wonder. In this dark, where the dust so thick you can hardly see. Besides, suppose it is not someone from outside. Suppose it is someone from the camp here. Someone who has been here for a long time. We are. Oh. Dr. Kono! 
I am sure that there will be quite a few others who will feel that same way. Seven, you saw who shot you? Who was it? He. Kuno. You too, eh, Stefan? Well, I have a little something here I'd like to show all of you. Something... Major, look out! He's... Quite fast enough, Kuno. At least you saved us the trouble of a trial. As for you, Stefan... Do not blame him, Major. It was not his fault. Not his fault? It was he who exposed your father in Pauton. I know. But I think I also know why he did it. You know? Then tell me in heaven's name. Yes. This should not come from me, but... Take it. Money? You are giving me money? Yes. Silver. The amount may not be exactly right, but... Now do you understand? Yes. Yes. Thank you. And bless you. I do understand everything. What I have done. What I must do. What does he understand? Why did you give him that money? There was once someone else who betrayed a friend and was paid for it with silver. Thirty pieces, to be exact. You mean? Yes. In the Bible. One Judas Iscariot. That's mad, insane. Are you implying that he... That that's why he didn't die when he was shot? Is he eternally mortal? I do not know. Perhaps he is not always the same. Perhaps in each crisis, in every period of history... There is always one who must play the role of the betrayer, even against his will. But this much I do know. That he is not immortal. Wait a minute. Remember, the story of Judas in the Bible. Come on, quick. What's that? The money I gave him on the floor. And? Good heavens. Yes. Matthew 27, as I recall. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed. And went and hanged himself. to have on his program. A little slow getting started, but he did deliver in the end. Ah, two corpses, plus his own. A nice down-to-earth sort of chap who uh, wound up high in the air with a rope round his neck. Yes, we'll have to see that he's back with us again next week. Rope and all. Hmm? Use the rope? Of course we will. You know our motto, no noose is bad news. Well, that's not my motto, Mr. Host. Is that so, Mary? Now, don't give me any of your lip <laughs> I certainly won't give you any of my lipsons. If you want... And now, here's a word of advice, friends. 
If you should be invited to spend the weekend with a friend in the country, and he should wake you at midnight carrying a lantern and a shovel and invite you to go burying with him, make sure he doesn't mean burying with a you. And when I say you, I do mean you. <laughs> oh, by the way, this month's Sinner Sanctum Mystery Novel is The Whistling Legs by Roman McDougall. Yes, the next week's Sinner Sanctum story, directed by Hyman Brown, and brought to you by Lipton Tea and Lipton Soup. Next week's story is about a honeymoon couple. Yeah, funny kind of characters to be on this program, eh? Is that what you were thinking? Well... This couple finds a corpse right in the middle of their bed. And they can't ask the corpse to leave, not to its face anyway, because, you see, it has no face. <laughs> uh, now it's time to close the squeaking door. Good night. Pleasant dreams. <laughs> Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. Well, as you'll recall from our last three very exciting episodes, the wonderful white-winged warrior was sent out to conquer and crush the wicked witch of the West. However, Is this really necessary? However, as you'll also remember... You never review the good things. The winged warrior was turned into a big green lizard. I mean, it's embarrassing. Yes, a big green lizard. They heard you, they heard you. Well, it almost appeared that the great crime fighter was doomed forever to crawl about as his green thing until it was learned that the magic spell could be broken. Yes, that's right. The high Fernando Lombo Shangri-La. Hot springs. Anyway, he says the way to break the spell, according to the wise men of Shangri-La... Hot springs. Hot springs is to have an attractive blonde with an ankle bracelet in her left ankle kiss the green lizard three times. So it was that they all looked about for an attractive blonde wearing an ankle bracelet on her left ankle and happily discovered... Forget it. I'm not doing it. Miss Helfinger, you must. There's no other way. All of mankind looks to you. Tell them they're looking the wrong way. You know what this means, Miss Helfinger? It means I'm not kissing a big green lizard. This also means that I'm doomed forever to crawl about as a green thing. Well, I'm sorry about that, but I am not uh, kissing... Miss Helfinger. No. But I'm doomed forever to crawl about as a green thing. We're sorry, Wing Warrior. That's it, huh? That's it. Well, I guess I might as well shove off. Nothing more here for me. Is there anything we can do for you back in Midland City? No, I don't think so. Anything at all? Oh, yeah, there is one thing. What's that? I bought some Christmas presents for everybody, and you'll find them all wrapped up in my chicken cage. You can give them out. Okay. There's one for you, Adele. You too, Commissioner. And the big green package with the red bows for you, Miss Helfinger. Thank you, Wing Warrior. Oh, um, Miss Helfinger, would you call the Midland City Theater and tell them to cancel my New Year's Eve tickets for the midnight movie? On second thought, why don't you use them, Miss Helfinger? Thank you. Oh, um, Miss Helfinger, 
I don't think I've ever told you this before, but... Yes. I think you're one of the most attractive blondes with an anchor oh, bracelet. Oh, for crying out loud, I'll do it, I'll do wow. it. Wow. Does this mean Chicken Man will not be doomed to crawl about as a green thing, but can go back to crawling as the thing that he was before? Listening tomorrow for another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. I'm really not sure how it was concluded that Stefan was a possible reincarnated Judas Iscariot. I mean, it wasn't like anything else in the episode had any religious overtones. Not one of the strongest stories uh, we've heard, in my opinion. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and on our host, Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and to find the best location that suits you. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. Tomorrow we end the week with Groucho Marx and You Bet Your Life, and join us next Thursday for a new episode of Inner Sanctum Mystery. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off.